Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Loving Father, we give you thanks for having been so wonderfully good to us. You have spared our lives to see this day and to have sweet fellowship, the one with the other, and as a family, your family. We ask, Lord, that you would bless our hearts as we study into your word and equip us for service, Lord, since we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The caption is the positive and influential purpose. The positive and influential purpose. Now as you recall our scripture text, it tells us something special. It reminds us of the purpose of our existence as human beings and as creatures of the hand of God and as Christians in the church of God so that we are reminded by scripture of whom we are and whose we are and the purpose of our existence. I want to speak with us today as, I'm, as I would speak to a, a small family or a large family, as if we belong to one another and that we need one another. Our text in verse 19 of the sixth chapter of 1st Corinthians. It comes to us in a question form. And it is what, as if there is a degree of astonishment. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Now, the apostle was speaking to believers. And apparently, what he had noticed among them was not convincing to him. Enough for him to say, well, yes, you do know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And, and he, he stopped for a moment, so to speak, to come to grips with what was going on. You mean to tell me that you do not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? 
which is in you. In other words, in you, which is in you, a present reality that brings on a condition of life. It is a reality. So that the person who has the Spirit of God must know it. Must know it. And then so he's asking, so what don't you know? As a believer? Because this Spirit is supposed to be in you. In us. So don't you know? At your temple, your body is the house for the Holy Spirit. And he said, which is in you and which you have of God. Of God. And, and you're not your own. You're not your own. He said, for for this reason, this special reason, you're being bought with a price. A special price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and with your spirit because they're both gods, which are gods. So that as children of the Lord, we are unique. We have what the world people do not have. The Holy Spirit. And so as we exist, we do what the song indicated that we should do. Give God praise. Glorify God. Even in the prayer. In the prayer, we, we heard it said in the prayer how that we should magnify the Lord. I mean, magnify the Lord. That was the prayer. Because he said, Again, in the prayer that there is power in the blessed Lord. He said, in Christ there is power, deliverance, and hope. You heard the prayer. So that those of us who are called by the name of the blessed Lord, we have a purpose. We are not just existing. We are existing with a purpose, a positive, influential purpose. And that is to glorify God. He says, therefore, glorify God in your body. Glorify God. It is the purpose of our existence. As a matter of fact, when we look 
into the scripture. There in Isaiah 43, the 43rd chapter. And at verse 5 it says, Fear not, for I am with thee. This confidence that we have comes to us through connection with our blessed Lord. So those of us who exhibit the confidence are indeed interwoven into what is known as the family of God. So he said, fear not. Because in the final analysis, something special is going to happen. He said, I will bring you seed from the east. He said, I will gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my son from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. And I like the other verse, he said, for everyone, even everyone that is called by my name. Why? The text tells us, as we go on to the next verse, it tells us, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. So that God made us to glorify him. And when the text says, Romans 3.23, that all have sinned and come short, that's what we're talking about. We are talking about short of glorifying God. Because when the man sinned, he ceased at that point to glorify God. And when he continues to sin, he does not glorify God. So when the text says, all have sinned and come short, is that we were all that one man when he sinned. All that one lady when she sinned. Oh yes, because they are all parents. All have sinned, so we inherited it. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But this text is talking about the act of redemption. God has redeemed people of planet Earth. And so the apostle is saying, come on. He said, don't you know that your temple, your body, 
it, it is the house, the temple. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You say, don't you know? And, and that you are to glorify God because you've been bought with a price, a special price, the blood of our blessed Lord. Come on. So that you tell me now, a person is in the church for 20 years, 10 years, five years, two years, and doesn't know that his or her body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. But I like the way the Apostle Paul puts it, which is in you. I like that. Which is in you. And he put it that way for reality to surface. Come on now. Because reality makes a thrust in this spiritual realm. So if we acknowledge the existence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, then it brings about a change in our deportment. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it does. And so we understand that the blessed Lord wants us to be beneficiaries on a daily basis and to glorify him. Now, first of all, we have to purpose in our hearts to glorify God. In other words, we've got to come to the place and the time when we say, look, here on, I am going to glorify God with what is left. In other words, before now, I was not pleasing the Lord. But what is left? What is left? I want to use it to please the Lord. So then we have four points I'd like to bring to us. One, we have got to first acknowledge the high cost of low living. The high cost of low living. It cost the life of our Creator. A high cost of low living. Because the Bible tells us there in John chapter 1, 1 to 3, how that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Now listen to this now. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. So that we're talking about the creator now, our, our creator. The high cost. All creator had to go to the cross 
and atone for us. A substitutionary death. But I tell you this, we, we serve today a risen Savior because of his spotless life. He had to go through excruciating pain so that you and I, you and I might make it into the kingdom of God. It's a high cost. And so we need to acknowledge the high cost. Acknowledge the high cost. When a person is endowed with the Spirit of God, this person must come, come to grips with facts. Facts that are eternally indicative in this great plan of redemption. We have the Holy Spirit with us and we, we should, on a daily basis, acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Point number two. We give glory to God by admitting that Jesus is the only one through whom and by whom we're going to be saved. It is made very clear in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And so we understand that we have got to come to grips with the facts. It's like a person who is pursuing something special. Engage in a course, and, and, and at the end, he would like to have a good letter grade. And, of course, an A. An A. And the same thing is true in the spiritual realm. We want to know that we are glorifying God. That's the A in Christianity, glorifying God. I'm telling you this, folks. The Lord has spared your life so that you could believe in him with such a depth that you never experienced before. Because... Now we are seeing the scripture being fulfilled all around us. And we can say that the word of God is true and stand four square upon it. We as a people can trust God with tomorrow, as I often say, as we trust him with today. As I said before in Isaiah 53 and verse 1, there's a, there's a question. The, the apostle asked the question back then in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19. And here we have the Old Testament prophet 
Isaiah, the messianic prophet, is coming up with, with, with another question. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? In other words, the lifestyle of, of, of the majority of people on the planet, that lifestyle does not reflect the fact that the blessed Lord has made an intervention for our, our redemption. It doesn't seem that way. So who hath believed? We are to glorify God. That's the purpose of our existence. To glorify God. Now the question is, as we take an introspective look, you can ask the question as you sit there where you are now. Am I glorifying God? Am I glorifying God by my lifestyle? My concept of the plan of redemption? Am I glorifying God? It's a positive an influential purpose. We can influence others by being positive. Oh yeah. And I'm saying that when we glorify God, we're just beginning to do what we're supposed to do. Come to think of it. The Apostle Paul said that it's reasonable service. Reasonable service. Reasonable. We've been made to glorify God. So when we do it, it's reasonable. Reasonable. But how do men fall short of glorifying God? Let's go to point number three. As we touch that note. We give glory to God when we have a mind set unintentional obedience to his will. A mindset on intentional obedience to his will. We glorify him. So that during my period of existence, if I want to glorify God, I must have a mindset on intentional obedience to his will or I won't be glorifying him. That's point number three. My period of existence would be marked my relation to the blessed Lord 
whether I praised him, glorified him, or I didn't. The question that I'd like to ask now before I go to point number four is being at the age you are, The bulk of you look like you're so young. Have you, have you come to grips with the fact that the purpose of your existence is to glorify God? Now let us assume that you have not been doing it. The good time to begin is today. No amen. I said if there was a condition. If. If it has not been that way, then the good time to begin is today. 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 Today, if you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Isn't that something? <laughs> I tell you something. The writer. In Revelation chapter 6 and verse 2, it says there that the rider of the white horse was just going forth, conquering and to conquer. The rider of the white horse. Now we are talking about Jesus himself and we are going to be conquerors only if we have the power of Jesus that's only it's it's standing by itself as a matter of fact I I, I learned something just the other day that um, in, in, in while, while studying Spanish and so forth, I noticed that uno, uno is one. Good while. But then, and it's singular. But then I know another uno that means plenty. <laughs> but, but here, we have a situation here that there is the, just this one with the power sufficient to make all of us victorious. That's what the prayer says. The prayer says that there is power and deliverance and hope in him. Hope in him. Deliverance in him. The left side of one. I want us to understand here today 
that our blessed Lord wants to use us in his vineyard. He wants us to glorify him. Bottom line. So the question is, when do we begin? Well, there are those of us who have begun long ago. Praise the Lord. I mean, praise the Lord. But peradventure, there is one person here who has not yet begun. The Lord wants you to start today to glorify him. And those of us who have been doing it, those of you who have been doing it for years, please do not stop. There is a rich reward. A rich reward awaiting all the people who endure. Because in Matthew 24 and verse 13, it says, He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. So do not give up. Keep on keeping on and glorifying your Father who is in heaven. Don't you stop. Now, point number four. Number four says that the person who wants to glorify the Lord or who is glorifying the Lord is, is doing something special. Uh, the person has in his mind the urgency of purity. There's an urgency for purity. Purity. You want to be pure. You want to live a pure life. And so there is an urgency. You want to get on with it now. I mean, today, you want to get on with this purity today. There's an urgency for purity. A mindset on that. Urgency. Because you want to glorify God. You want to glorify God. And without this urgency for purity, there is no glory to God. No glory to God. So there's a challenge. There's a challenge for us today during our period of existence. There's a challenge to glorify God with that sense of, of urgency for purity. The apostle Paul, as he was speaking to Timothy, did he tell him, look, he said, keep yourself pure. Because he knew that purity is power. Power. But then listen now in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. He said, and you shall receive power. When? After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Come on now. We are talking about the Holy Ghost. And we are, as we exist, With this body carrying the temple of the Holy Ghost. And he said that you are going to receive power only after you have received the Holy Ghost. Come on now. So the person without the Holy Ghost does not have the power to overcome the tempter. Does not have it. 
You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Then you're going to be witnesses. Come on now. Witnesses. All over. Unto the utmost part of the earth. You're going to be witnesses. But we must have the power. The Holy Spirit. We must have the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, when we look in John chapter 6 and verse 60 and 3. He said it's the Spirit that quickeneth. In other words, the Spirit of God gives the unction to function. It's there we get the unction from the Holy Spirit, the impact of the Holy Spirit on the life gives us the unction to function as children of the Lord. So that our body, our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And we receive power to overcome when we have the Holy Ghost in us. That's what it's saying here. And so as we look and see how, how it happened. But the apostle Peter, the fisherman, the one who denied Christ and whom the Lord, to whom the Lord said, go feed my sheep. It's something, you know, in other words, here this, he, he has the opportunity now to serve the Lord. Remember the Lord did not send his son to condemn. No, he didn't. But that through him, we might be saved. So that there is an opportunity now granted to do what we are to do. Glorify God. In our body and spirit, which are God. But we are not going to do it without the Holy Spirit power. Peter. Peter said something special in Acts chapter 5 and verse 32. He got up and he said, we are witnesses of, of these things. We saw what the blessed Lord did. We are witnesses. And he said, and so also is the Holy Ghost whom the Lord gives to the people who obey him. Come on now. So that I must have a mindset on intentional obedience in order to receive the Holy Spirit of God. Because if I am not obeying the Lord, I'm not going to receive his spirit. It's as clear as that. So why do I not have the power? One might ask. Because I have not received the Holy Spirit. But we look into 
into the scripture there in Ephesians 4 and verse 30. He says, grieve not the spirit. Grieve not the spirit. The spirit of God wants to be in us to guide us. The Lord says in John chapter 16 and verse 13, he says he's going he's to be in you to guide you. To guide you. We need the guidance of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. We need the guidance. And we can only glorify God as, as we have the power of the Holy Spirit in us. But it comes only through obedience. Obedience. And brethren, the Lord is asking us to be obedient to him. I closed the book, and I'm so glad that we are still on the left side of one. Close the book because I want to bring to us something special just before Elder Fox plays. There are four major definitions for sin. Sin. Four major ones. And one of them is found in Romans chapter 14 and verse 23. Where he says that that which is not of faith is sin. That which is not of faith is sin. And we doubt and we doubt and we doubt. And we do not have enough faith. The Lord made it very clear through his servant in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse six, 5 and 6. When it comes to verse 6, he said, without faith, it is impossible to please him. So then, whatever Enoch did amplifies this truth. That without faith it is impossible. And here we are seeing now that that which is not of faith is sin. And then we have 1 John chapter 5 and verse 17 which says all unrighteousness is sin. All unrighteousness is sin. And the next one we can look at is 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4, where it says, Whosoever commits sin transgresseth the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. So a third definition there of the big four. And then comes the bombshell, the fourth one. And this calls for if anybody, the person next to you is sleeping, just push the person with the elbow. Because this is very important. Very important. Thank you. Very important. This one comes to us from Brother James. James chapter 4 
and verse 17. It says, therefore, in other words, in other words, we're, we're now conclusive. We are conclusive now. We're putting all the baskets together and whatever is in the basket. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. What does it say? To him it is sin. Man was made to glorify God. It is good to do. It is the best thing to do. And to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Because they're both God's. Come on now. How many of you today want to say, I'm going to continue? I'm going to continue to give glory to God by his power. Would you stand with me? You stand with me for prayer. Brother Fox, would you give us a word of prayer, please? It's a short word of prayer. Yeah. We're going to. Father, we thank you for bringing us here. We thank you for dying for us. And we know that this is a sad time because all the, dis all the disciples were so disappointed. Mm -hmm. But we know that tomorrow morning is coming. Yes. Lord, help us to prepare from today mm -hmm. to meet you when you come. And thank you for this precious moment in yes. your temple. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.